When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the Athletic FPL podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan. You'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. I'm recording this episode on Tuesday morning. There's one game to go in game week 34, which is Chelsea versus Manchester United on Thursday night. Mason Mount and Kai Havertz are under pressure to deliver, having blanked against West Ham. It would also be nice if Rhys James could turn up for this one. There's also European action midweek for Man City, Liverpool, West Ham and Leicester. So I'll be recording another podcast on Friday after the pressers when we'll have all the information we need for our Game Week 35 decisions. We still don't yet know when Manchester City's double, whether it will be 36 or 37. Hopefully we'll have that information by Friday as well. Today I'll cover the Game Week 34 shoutouts, do a quick Game Week review, update the watch list ahead of Game Week 35, answer questions from Twitter and look at captaincy and transfers for the weekend. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers. And in doing so, you'll get ad-free versions of this podcast. Welcome to the 59th minute club, Nabi Keita from Liverpool. Lots of people tagged me in a tweet on Sunday to say Keita and Sadio Mane had been both joined the club, but having looked at the FPL website, had to do a stewards inquiry. Keita got 59 minutes and Manny went down as 60. So Manny somehow has avoided joining the club. So welcome Nabi Keita. Also, just a mention for Kevin De Bruyne, he did get two assists, but he didn't make it to 60. Kevin De Bruyne played 56 minutes in that Watford fixture. A quick game week review. I used one free transfer, sold Coutinho for Mason Mount. So hopefully Mount will do the business on Thursday night. 72 points with Mount and hopefully Reese James to play. I've managed to half my rank, which was much needed because it was a straight and few game weeks before that. Currently 14k to 7k, so back inside the top 10k. Hopefully I can stay there. Obviously haven't captained Mount or James, so I might slip back a wee bit on Thursday night. The good and the bad, it was probably my best Sunday of the season. Went out for the day, wasn't watching any of the games, came home, checked the results and couldn't believe Ward Prowse had scored two goals because I captained them last week in the double game week so it would have been very easy to rage transfer him out but I remember when I bought him I didn't just look at the double game week fixtures I knew if I bought him I wouldn't mind holding him because he had two or three decent fixtures to come and thankfully now he's repaid that transfer with 15 points and also Robertson one of my players of the season I remember back when I think it was a decision to buy Reese James or Robertson you know, probably five, six, seven weeks ago. It was a week where Reese James got his 18-pointer. I remember kicking myself, why did I not get Reese James? I went Robertson instead, and I remember being very, very frustrated, but it's funny, FPL, fast forward a few weeks, 
obviously the best transfer that week was Robertson in the long term so always remember that if you buy a player and they disappoint you it could be a couple of game weeks time where you're looking back and think actually that was the right transfer so I think Ward Price is a good example there and Robertson of course is a good example as well Saka so consistent another 13 pointer a captain Salah in the end I didn't bother with a double game week captain I've just been frustrated so many times this season with double game week captain so I went for the old reliable Mohamed Salah wasn't great but it wasn't a blank at least so 12 points for Salah so far he's up on the Chelsea guys but that could change on Thursday and Trent with five the bad blanks from Ramsdale again Cancelo frustrating to see Watford score but with having just one Man City defender probably wasn't too bad for me there a lot of people I know doubled up and even tripled up on free hit for example Reese James hopefully plays the Man United game also Mason Mount waiting for more points from him and blanks from Kulisevsky and Harry Kane questions about Kane, Son and Kulu later a watch list update now. Player removed, Jared Bowen. I'm just going to avoid West Ham players while they're still in Europe. We've seen Bowen and Antonio on the bench in the last game week. That could happen again until they get knocked out or you know they could go all the way and win that competition. So Leicester and West Ham, I'm just going to avoid both teams for European reasons. Players added to the watch list following game week 34. A couple of Chelsea players who I didn't bring in. Alonso got a 10-pointer, doesn't have much competition at the moment, looking like a good option for the rest of the season. And Timo Werner, he did blank, but I still think he could be a good option for the rest of the season as well. So keeping an eye on Alonso and Werner, I've got a free Chelsea spot in my team. I've got Rhys James, I've got Mason Mount, but I could look to add a third one at some point in the near future. Aston Villa have Norwich next and then back-to-back double game week. So Villa players are going to be very popular transfers in this week and next week. So I've added quite a few to the watch list. Matty Cash, I think, is the best defensive asset to go for. A couple of weeks ago, he showed us just what he can do. He went absolutely huge on a three-week run. I think he scored between 40 and 50 points over a three-week period. So Matty Cash is a good option. Ramsey is a good cheap option. Coutinho, who I sold last week, but I'm open to going back to him either this week or next week for those double game weeks. And Ollie Watkins, we still have a lack of strikers. Ollie Watkins hasn't really been in the points, but always plays 90 minutes. And with those fixtures, could have a good end to the season. So Cash, Ramsey, Coutinho and Watkins all under consideration now, mainly because of fixtures. Christian Eriksen has caught my eye in recent game weeks as well. Already have... Mbumo and Tony on the watch list because I like Brentford's last three fixtures of the season and they're playing well at the moment as well. So not really out a last you know couple of game weeks with Christian Eriksen. Lots of rich points there with the set pieces and the fixtures are good. And finally, Inketia added from Arsenal has started the last three games, got those two goals recently as well. Looks to be the number one striker at the moment. I'm not convinced that will stay like that with Lacazette, an option for Arteta as well. But certainly looking like a very good option at about 5.5 million. Just going to run through very quickly what my watch list looks like. So these are the players I'm considering at this point going into game week 35. Just five defenders, Laporte, Cash, Rudiger, Thiago Silva and Alonso. So three Chelsea defenders there because the fixtures are good. Lots of midfielders on the watch list. Kevin De Bruyne, Phil Foden, Son, Havertz, Coutinho and Ramsey, Wilfred Zaha, Eriksen, Mbumo and Anthony Gordon. 
And then up front on the watch list, Timo Werner, Richarlison, Watkins, Tony, Puki, and Inketia. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Moving on now to the questions from Twitter. Lots of good ones this week. Thank you for sending them in. First one is from Alex Ball. A question that may become easier to answer after the Manchester United-Chelsea game, but what should we do with Reese Bloody James? So, yeah, what a frustrating player he has been to own this season. I know a lot of people got big points from him at certain times. I was not one of those managers. I just had a look, just clicked into his profile on the FPL website today and I'm, I didn't even look at the games that he hasn't played. But if you look at his last six appearances, so the last six Premier League games where he's been on the pitch, the returns are 0, 1, 0, 18, 1 and 0. So this guy loves a 0-pointer or a 1-pointer or else it's 18+. plus. So I think it's getting to the point now because of his fitness concerns, he's probably a sell now. You know, hopefully he plays on Thursday. But if he does play on Thursday, then that makes me think maybe he'll be in line for another rest if they're trying to protect him in terms of fitness. I think he's been playing right centre-back because of those fitness concerns. He doesn't have to do as much as a right centre-back as he does on a on the right wing-back position. So it is concerning. And out of frustration more than anything, I think might be time to let him go now so one of my options this week that I'm considering is Reese James out for Laporte just get a Man City defender who have got five fixtures where they could get five clean sheets Laporte should play at least four out of five and I don't have to sweat about the Chelsea team sheet every week because I do think we could see James on the bench a couple more times this season and when there's only a couple of game weeks left it's not really worth the stress and Chelsea are not keeping too many clean sheets anyway. Of course, they keep it when Reese James doesn't play. So yeah, Reese James, whether he plays or not on Thursday, I think it's absolutely fine to let him go now. Just get a player who's going to play every game for the rest of the season from another club, and don't be stressing over the Chelsea team sheet. Question from Sean Henderson. Who are the best Man City assets to have for the rest of the campaign? So looking at the City fixtures, their five opponents are Leeds, Newcastle, West Ham, Aston Villa and Wolves. So fixtures are excellent for City. I'm expecting them to win all five. And I think there could be a lot of clean sheets in there as well. So I still think Cancelo is right up there as the best option because he always plays and he's got the attacking threat. I'm going to put Laporte right up there as well. I just think he is Pep's number one centre-back this season. I think Diaz was his man last season. Laporte has taken over this year. Diaz has had a few injury issues. Laporte was taken off after 62 minutes 
against Watford and that to me is Pep saying right you're my best defender game's over let's protect you take you off give you half an hour's rest so Cancelo and Laporte I really like that double up for the rest of the season and then you've got to choose which midfielder to go for Kevin De Bruyne is the best option but these slight concerns over his fitness there's been a few comments from Pep about injury niggles Hard to know if that's just mind games or if there really is issues there. So I'm still going to put Kevin De Bruyne in the top three alongside Concello Laporte and KDB because KDB offers you a very good captaincy candidate most weeks as well for the rest of the season. If you're a bit concerned about De Bruyne's fitness, I think Foden is probably the next best bet. He's had his rest now, probably starts Champions League this week. But I still think, again, like Laporte, I would expect Foden to start You know, four of the last five league games, if not all five. I think he is in City's best 11. They're fighting for the league title, so I do expect lots of minutes for Phil Foden. So, Cancelo, Laporte, De Bruyne, or if you don't fancy De Bruyne, or if you can't afford him, which is most likely the case, then I like Foden as well. Question from Ruslan. Raheem Sterling, should we keep the faith? So, yeah, a lot of people brought Sterling in for the Watford game. Very frustrating slash unlucky not to get points from Sterling when Manchester City scored five goals. Now, what I expect to happen is Sterling back on the bench, possibly for the Champions League game, which makes you think he's a sure starter again for game week 35. The question is, do you keep him after the disappointment? I think it comes down to who else you have in your midfield. A lot of people got Sterling with a plan to move him to Sun this week. And I think if that was your plan, you stick to the plan. I think you get Sun in for the Leicester game. If you don't have Salah, I think you go Sterling to Salah. But if you've already got, let's say you've got Son and Salah and Sterling, which is unlikely because it's it's quite an expensive midfield, then you can make a case for keeping Sterling if he doesn't play the Champions League, if he doesn't start the Champions League game. But I would be inclined to sell him for Son or Salah. Question from Uter Zoker. Would you move Havertz slash Mount to Foden for game week 35? Now, this one's a little bit trickier because Chelsea do have the good fixtures. And I think a lot is going to depend on Havertz and Mount on Thursday. If they blank, I think a lot of people will rage transfer them out. And the obvious place to go is to a Manchester City midfielder. Foden really like him now that he had that rest in game week 34. If we get news that Manchester City's double goes into 36, I think it's a lot more attractive. Obviously, Mount and Havertz have a double in 36. But if Foden also has a double in 36, I think that makes him the more attractive option. So I do like it, but I think a lot depends on Thursday night. If, you know, if you've got Havertz, he does well, you're probably going to be happy to keep him. And the same goes for Mason Mount. You didn't really buy Havertz and Mount for one game week because they do have the fixtures and they do have the double game week in 36 as well. So let's see how that plays out on Thursday night. Or maybe we can return to that question on Friday's podcast. Question from Dave Nguyen. No shots on target for Spurs in the last two games. Should we hold Son slash Kane or move to Kevin De Bruyne? So yeah, it is concerning. Tottenham had zero shots on target over the last two game weeks. I did go and double check that and that is correct. But I just think Brighton and Brentford were two difficult opponents. I've been very impressed by Thomas Frank this season. Every time I listen to him, I like what he says. I watched some good videos of him explaining some tactical stuff on YouTube as well, which was really fascinating. And I, Graham Potter's obviously a very highly rated manager as well. So both teams obviously figured Spurs out and frustrated them. 
But I don't think that will be the case against Leicester because Leicester are going to be coming off the first European tie. So probably going to be quite a few second choice Leicester players playing. You know, the second choice defence might be out against Tottenham. And there will be a bit of fatigue, I'm sure, as well, from the guys who do play Thursday and Sunday. So I'm expecting Kane, Son and hopefully Kulisevsky as well to get a win and hopefully score two, three, four goals against Leicester at the weekend. So I'm not prepared to give up on Kane just yet because of because of two blanks and two games where they didn't have any shots on target because I think that will change. You know, that's not going to continue. I expect to have you see plenty of shots against Leicester at the weekend. I don't own Son, you know, and he's still a consideration for me as a transfer in. Probably just not going to be able to get there because I've got Salah and Kane. But if you were planning to get Son this week, I wouldn't let the Brighton Brentford games put you off. I would stick to the plan, bring him in and I would be, you know, confident that he'll get you points against Leicester and for the rest of the season. No questions about Kulisewski this week, but I've, I know some people are getting cold feet on him now. Not feeling fantastic about him myself. I've got him in my team. I think if you're losing a Spurs player, he's the easiest one to lose. I wouldn't lose Kane just yet. I wouldn't lose Son. But Kulisewski, I don't mind losing him because I'm not overly confident about points. And I'm, I'm not going to sell myself this week. I'm, I'm hopeful more than expectant. But yeah, I think there's lots of midfielders out there at cheaper prices. If you want to, especially if you want to do something different, Kulisevsky is quite highly owned. If you want to get a differential, if you're chasing a mini league or overall rank, maybe Kulisevsky out is an opportunity to get a low owned player in. Question from Mateja. Who are the best differentials to catch up in mini leagues as well as getting to desired rank at the end of the season? So yeah, on differentials, one way to be different would be to get triple Man City defence. A lot of people have won, quite a few have double, but not many have triple. So you could go Cancelo, Laporte and Ederson, for example, or maybe take a punt on one of the fullbacks like Zinchenko. Liverpool midfielders are differentials as well, if you take away Salah. So you can go Diaz, Jota or Mane try and predict which of those guys are going to score well between now and the end of the season. At City as well in attack, you've got Mares or Jesus. There's probably going to be limited game time for those two, but when they are on the pitch, good chance of attack and returns. At Villa, Cash and Watkins, ownership is low, fixtures are good. Richarlison I always like as a differential, got a double game week coming up as well. And Wilfred Zaha, no attack and returns against Leeds, but good underlying numbers. I'm eyeing up Zaha myself as a possible Saka replacement if Saka gets ruled out for the weekend. Just going to jump back to the previous question because I didn't answer it fully. It said, should we hold Son and Kane or move to De Bruyne? I think the De Bruyne injury niggles is enough. It's another reason, I think, to stick with Son if you have him. And obviously, I think you should stick with Kane as well. When I look at the fixtures for the rest of the season, I think they're more Kane fixtures than Son fixtures. The double gaming for Spurs is doesn't look good on paper. I think it's Liverpool and Arsenal, but we know Kane likes to score against Arsenal. And I think the Liverpool fixture will suit the likes of Kane and Son on the counter-attack. So wouldn't be surprised to see them do well in that game week. So yeah, stick with Son and Kane is my advice. Question from Johnny Small. Who are the best budget striker options for double game week 36 if you're on a bench boost? So yeah, those who have a bench boost... Most, I think, are going to play it in 36. And the challenge they are facing is the lack of strikers. So if you're on a bench boost, obviously you need 15 players rather than 11. So you've got to try and find a few cheap strikers who you can use in 36 and who might be on your bench for the rest of the season. So the obvious ones who have a double game week, Timo Pukki, Dennis 
and Enketia. So I think Pookie's probably the best option there. I still don't mind Dennis because he is getting game time. He is a good striker. I think he's always capable of scoring, even though Watford are pretty dire this season. Enketia still comes with a bit of risk because of Lacazette, but at the moment he looks okay. But I think if I was ranking them, you know, Pookie's probably still first. Dennis, probably just still ahead of Nketiah for me, just because if you don't want to buy Nketiah this week, and then when it gets to 36, he's no longer first choice, and you're forced into another transfer. So yeah, Pookie and Dennis, just for minutes. I think I would go there before I would go Nketiah. And if you don't fancy a double game week striker for the bench boost, I like Ivan Tony against Southampton. I think he could do well on a 36 bench boost. Good thing about Tony is... 36 is good against Southampton, 37 and 38 is good as well. So it's Southampton, Everton, Leeds to finish the season. So I think Tony is as good as Pookie, Dennis and Nketiah for a bench boost in 36. And then you're hopeful that he does something for you 37 and 38 as well. Question from Paul Goldsmith. If I have to drop one of Trent or Robbo to make my bench boost work, which one should it be? So I think I think it's an easy answer now. I think Robertson stays. He has been so consistent over seven, eight game weeks now. Go look at his profile. It's minimum six points most game weeks and he's chipping in with goals and assists as well. Trent has kind of gone off the boil a little bit from what we expect of him as an FPL asset. Picking up a few yellow cards here and there as well, which is always frustrating. So at the moment, you just play to the current landscape and at the moment Robertson is the superior pick to Trent Alexander-Arnold I still like the the double up I'm quite happy I'm just going to sit on those two for the rest of the season but if you have to lose one for a bench boost I think it's got to be Trent now final question is from FPL Brooklyn what's your preferred game week to free hit 36 or 37 so mentioned it a few times this season really good website fpl.team Go there, it shows you what your team will look like in future game weeks. So I did that this morning. I currently have nine double game week players for 36, plus Cancelo and Ward-Prowse, who've got good fixtures. So straight away to me, that says I don't need to free hit in 36. I'm quite happy to play the Liverpool guys, the Spurs guys, the Arsenal guys, Cancelo and Ward-Prowse. If I still have Ward Price by that point, happy to play those guys as well. When I go one game week further and I look at game week 37, I have zero double game week players. So in 37, there's a double game week for Villa, Crystal Palace, Everton, Burnley and Leicester. Now, they're not teams you really want to be targeting, but I don't own any from those. And I quite like the idea of having a few from those five teams or six teams on a free hit in 37. It's just one game week. In particular, Villa, Crystal Palace, maybe Everton. You know, I'm not going to go all out and have 11 players from all of those teams. I'm still going to have big assets from big teams, probably Man City and Liverpool players. I think Spurs have a good fixture, 37 as well. So I just like the idea of having the option of getting a few picks, you know, Zaha's, Coutinho's, maybe, you know, Richarlison's, these kind of players for a one-week punt in game week 37, which will hopefully give the rank a nice boost going into the final game week. So for me, for my team, it's pretty straightforward. Game week 36, I'm already well stocked, looking pretty strong. But then when it comes to 37, you know, I would like to have, you know, at least maybe five or six double game week players for that game week. So for me, very much looking at game week 37 for the free hit. But Manchester City could change things. Let's say Man City double game week goes into 36. Maybe I want to have triple City. 
But then I could just use a transfer this week and get Laporte. That gives me Cancelo and Laporte. And then maybe when it gets to 36, I could look to transfer in a Manchester City midfielder. So very much looking like game week 37 free hit for me, regardless of where the Man City double game week goes. Moving on to captaincy for game week 35. I think the prime candidates are, I think the Spurs guys, Kane and Son, against Leicester at home after Leicester play in Europe on Thursday night. I'm currently on Kane, captain in my bus team. The other strong consideration I have is Salah versus Newcastle. That's an away game. The only pause I'm having there is it's you know it's sandwiched in between Liverpool's two Champions League games, so there could be minutes managed potentially. You know I think Salah will start, but maybe it's a seventy-minute game for Salah if the second leg of the Champions League game is still, you know, if the game's still alive, if the tie's still alive, if Liverpool haven't smashed them in the first leg. So currently for me, Kane captain, probably Salah vice captain. Other candidates who I don't own, Kevin De Bruyne if he is fit. Against Leeds, I think is a good captain. And Ronaldo, if you have him, is a consideration against Brentford. Although, given that Brentford kept Tottenham out, surely they'll be able to keep Manchester United out as well. So I think the Tottenham guys, I ranked them highest this week because Leicester are in Europe. And I'm expecting a reaction from Conte's team after two disappointing performances as well. What I'll do before Friday's episode, I'll put a, tw- a captaincy poll on Twitter after the European Games to get just to gauge what people are going to do, and I'll return to captaincy on that episode. In terms of transfers this week, I've got one free transfer. Early thoughts are a lot depends on Saka. If Saka's okay, I might save the transfer. If Saka's not okay, I'm looking at probably Wilfred Zaha as an option, like him as a differential for the rest of the season. I would like to get Coutinho back, but I I think I'm 0.1 short to go from Saka to Coutinho. But I could do a minus four. I could get rid of Reese James if he annoys me again on Thursday. If I go James to Laporte, it frees up the cash I would need for Saka to Coutinho. So most likely, if Saka is injured, probably Saka to Zaha, one free transfer. But let's see what Reese James does on Thursday. So I'll, I'll touch on transfers again on Friday's episode when we've got more information. If you enjoy the podcast and you would like to support me as a full-time FPL content creator, check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general. Have a good week, folks. Enjoy the European action. Enjoy the Chelsea Man United game on Thursday. And I'll talk to you again on Friday. The Athletic.